Hello, everyone. Uh, it is Wednesday, the... God, it's hard to know what day it is when you don't have a real job. June 8th. Wednesday, June 8th. And I just wanted to say what's up. I had, a, I had an interesting experience this morning. Um, I don't know why I'm saying interesting, because it was more just, like, cool slash, like, sad for me because I'm weird. Um... <laughs> Me and my friend Jacqueline went to uh, this workout called Rise Nation, which is, uh, number one, one of the hardest workouts uh, I've ever done. Uh, number two, it's, like, really fun, though, because it's, like, in a dark room with, the, with like, club lights that, that go on. I've never liked clubs, so this, I don't know why I like this, actually, now that I think about it. But it's not like you can't really put, like, a workout in a dive bar. You know, it's not really going to, like, bring the energy up. Um, <laughs> which would be my preference, but I understand why it's a club setting. So it's like basically in this dark room, and um, there are uh, these club lights, and they play music really loud, and it's on something called a Versa Climber, which is a mix between like a Stairmaster or Step Machine, but you're doing stuff with your arms too. And it's only 30 minutes, which is good because it's so hard. Uh, and it's so fun, and the teacher is awesome. Well, there's probably, like, four teachers during the day, but I go to this guy named Adam in the morning. So me and Jacqueline went. Uh, Jacqueline has been on this podcast, so you know who she is. She's hilarious. Uh, so Jacqueline and I go this morning, 8 a.m. It's my favorite teacher. He's this, like, adorable, like, gay bundle of joy, uh, and he has so much energy, and he makes the class so freaking fun. Uh, he, like, sings the whole time and, like, dances around. I mean, part of the time he, like, gets on his machine and, and does the workout, too. But when he's not doing that, he'll, like, jump off of his little stage thing and, like, dance around the room and get the energy up. And he puts me in such a good mood. And he has been talking about uh, gay pride all week, like, how, how he's just, like, working out so he can have so much fun at gay pride. And today I was... Uh, I was thinking while he, w while he was talking that uh, I want to be his friend, um, which is creepy, I guess, that I want to be friends with my workout teacher. But he just like, puts me in a good mood. He's so fun and so nice. And I feel like we would drink cocktails and, and laugh and hold hands and skip down the street. I don't know, but he seems awesome. So I was thinking that in class. I was like, yeah, we're going to become friends. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Gay Pride this weekend, which I would probably already do anyways because it's really fun. Everyone should find a Gay Pride in their city whenever you have them and go because there is no one that likes to party more than the gays and no one that is, like, nicer and more fun. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to stalk my new friend. <laughs> um, actually, I shouldn't say friend. I'm going to stalk my uh, workout instructor <laughs> this weekend at Gay Pride. Now, Gay Pride only, like, takes up about... Mm, well, there's a parade, but the actual bars that are open for it are, it's like two blocks long, three blocks maybe. So there's, an, you know, there's like seven bars he could be at. Three of those no one really goes to. One of those everyone will be at, uh, which is the Abbey. I'm sure Sir and Pump will be packed too. Um, they'll be filming the show there probably though. But anyways, um, so, yeah, so it's, like, kind of easy to stalk someone, and I didn't really know that I was as good of a stalker as I am until I formulated this plan in my head today while I was working out, and prior to this, I 
so I get on my machine. This is, we, we arrive there. I get on my machine. And a girl walks in who is beautiful. And I was like, she looks like Lady Gaga. And I was like, that's not Lady Gaga, though. Like, she wouldn't just be in a regular class with regular people. But God, she really looks like her. And she was also very, very fit, which I don't know. I mean, I've always thought Lady Gaga was really skinny, but I didn't really, I, I never expected her to be, like, really fit. That makes sense? And that class is so hard that, that most, like, pe- most people have to, like, take breaks and stuff. And this chick was just, like, going at it and, like, enjoying it. And Anyways, so I was like, that girl looks like Lady Gaga, but of course not Lady Gaga. So class is over, and we're doing the stretching part. I'm, like, looking at the girl again. I'm like, nah, it's not, it can't be her. And so Jacqueline and I start to exit the room, and adorable gay uh, workout instructor runs over to Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga, lookalike girl, whatever, goes and hugs this other girl, and the other, so this other girl that she knew there, and then the workout instructor, they all knew each other, so they're all like chatting afterwards. And uh, Jacqueline like elbows me, and she's like, Rachel, that's Lady Gaga. I was like, no, it's not. I was like, I thought that too, but I was like, no way, it's Lady Gaga. And she's like, no, that's Lady Gaga, look at her tattoos. I was like, well, I haven't really, you know, memorized Lady Gaga's tattoos. I'm a creep, but not that much of a creep. And uh, Jacqueline's like, no, it really is. And I was like, I don't think so. And so she's like, I'm going to prove it to you. So she pulls up a photo of, like, Lady Gaga's tattoos on the Internet. It was Lady Gaga. At first, I was like, holy shit, we just worked out with Lady Gaga. Like, that's so cool. Like, she seemed so nice. She was she was even prettier in, in person than I... Well... The thing with Lady Gaga is I feel like she is always so theatrical and in these costumes and he has all this crazy makeup on and she almost like kind of tries to make herself look unattractive uh, and she makes weird faces. And so not that I never expected her to be as beautiful as she was. It's just that she doesn't really portray herself like that. And so I was so I was so surprised at how stunning she was. Uh, really, really, really pretty. So anyway, so Jacqueline proves it to me. We're down at the juice bar downstairs. Um, by the way, I don't really believe in juicing. I think you might as well just, like, if you're going to juice and go on, like, a juice cleanse, like, you might as well just drink Sunny D all day because what's the difference? It's just as much sugar. But uh, we went there to get these little wellness shots, which, by the way, almost made me puke afterwards. Got a little nauseous. It was turmeric. Probably saying that wrong. Ginger and uh, lemon, I think. That doesn't sound that aggressive, but on an empty stomach filled with, like, vodka from last night. It can tend to make you a little sick. Uh, So anyways, we're down at the juice bar. Jacqueline tells me that that is Lady Gaga and proves it to me. She was right. It was Lady Gaga. At first, I was like, awesome. And then I was like, shit. My new gay best friend knows Lady Gaga. There's no way he's going to be wanting to be friends with me now. I am certainly not cool enough to be in that crowd. And then I went through like a range of emotions, like denial and acceptance and anger and and all the, whatever the emotions of loss and grieving are. And, and I was like, oh, Jacqueline, come on, like this sucks. Like I was gonna like stalk him and make him my friend. And now he's gonna be a gay pride, probably with Lady Gaga. And I'm not gonna be able to be his friend. But then I found a silver lining. Listen to this. Lady Gaga watches Vanderpump Rules, I think. I know that because I think I saw, like, on one of those websites, TMZ or something, uh, Lady Gaga leaving Pump one night. 
Uh, this is also very rare for me to know these things. I'm never up on anything. Or it's possible that, like, Sheena, Katie, Kristen, and Stassi, like, sent a photo of it to me in a group text. So I know that she is for that reason. And then I believe Kristen told me a couple years ago that Lady Gaga had tweeted about the show uh, a couple seasons ago and had tweeted, like, <laughs> that Kristen was crazy or something, which I'm sorry that happened to you, Kristen. But, you know, Lady Gaga knows who you are, so, yeah. There's, there's another silver lining. Anywho, so I was like, well, maybe the friendship could still happen. Listen, the saddest part of this is I'm more interested in being friends with my cool gay workout instructor than I am with Lady Gaga, even though that would be a nice bonus. I'll take her. But I, uh, I figure if she's there with him and they're doing the whole gay pride thing together and they're at pump or something, I can go up and be like, hey, workout instructor. And... I can introduce myself to her, and then I could maybe mention something about the show, which I never really mentioned the show because, A, I'm barely on it, uh, and, B, I only, like, half want to be on it. Like, I tell certain people that I'm on it, and then the other people, I'm just like, I hope they didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> but in this case, I'm going to use that shit. So I think it's going to work out for me. I think, uh, I think in a week, uh, you guys are going to find out that... Uh, me and Lady Gaga and my workout instructor are BFFs. It's not a big deal. Uh, it all happened because of stalking. But I think you got to follow your dreams. Got to do what you got to do. Little life lesson there. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I uh, I had an audition last week in Santa Monica, which I hate driving really far for auditions. But I feel like every audition is like far away now. I live in West Hollywood, and you would think. West Hollywood and Hollywood be the hub of the entertainment industry? Nope. It's like every commercial audition's in Santa Monica. Uh, every like studio, if you would go audition for like a pilot or something, is in the Valley. I have an audition in Glendale this afternoon. That one happens like once a year. There's probably only one casting place in Glendale, but that is very far away. I'm not complaining, though. I plan to go to the Sushi Roku happy hour at the Glendale Galleria. Pretty excited about that. Uh, that would be beforehand. Anyways... So I was at this audition in Santa Monica, and I, I got there, and I was, I was like a little early, which is good, because I'm usually late, and you're not supposed to be late. And all the girls were sitting there, and I asked the casting director where the restroom was, and so I ran to the restroom real quick. While I was in the restroom, I missed the part of the audition where they do the group explanation, which means then you have to wait for the next group. So I was there like an extra 45 minutes longer than I was supposed to. So a couple things about this audition. Uh, number one, they were looking for, um, it was like beautiful Hispanic female was for a car commercial. Uh, well, there's our first red flag. I'm not Hispanic. I can tend to look it. I would love to be Hispanic. I feel like that would give me like, you know, cool exotic street cred. Uh, but I do get sent out for those things. So that was number one. Number two was, the beautiful Hispanic woman needed to have long, dark hair. I have recently dyed my hair almost bleach blonde. Uh, my headshots, my hair is kind of like light brown. I naturally have very dark hair. But I ha was the only girl in the room with really, really, really blonde hair. Problem number three, numero trace. See? There you see how I did that? Uh, my last name's O'Brien which you don't really get much more like Irish sounding than that. So um, I'm in a room full of beautiful Hispanic women with dark hair 
who were all like kind of like casually speaking Spanish to each other, and then they would switch to English and giggle, and I'm sitting there like a drunk Irish kid, and I <laughs> I look around the room, and I also notice that most of these girls legitimately looked like Miss Universe. I'm not just like exaggerating because Hollywood is filled with beautiful girls. Like you see beautiful girls at every audition, but this was very specifically that they all could have been like the Miss Columbia that just won or almost won, whatever, Miss Runner-Up. What? I don't know. See, I don't know the terms. Pageants aren't really my thing. Um, they, lo- they, they all looked like, I mean, they were like the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. And so, I mean, that was like, I guess that was strike four. Uh, and so I'm just sitting there like, oh, I don't have to sit here 45 minutes before I go in. Ugh, this sucks. Um, the casting director was really nice, though. There was a girl, like, signing us in, and then there was, like, a dude casting director there. Excuse me, I need to drink some water. Um, and I was sitting on a bench. Oh, and simultaneously, there was, like, a callback for some other co- commercial going on, and it was a bunch of kids. And this lady was sitting next to me, uh, surrounded by her three adorable, adorable children. They were, like, I want to say they were probably mixed. They were light skin with that like kind of blonde, blondish, dark, curly hair. They were like the cutest kids ever. And these kids are playing on their iPads. And the guy casting director asked one of the kids, he was, or asked the mom, he's like, so do they all have like different interests? Like what, what do they play? Or what do they like? Does one like sports? Does one? She was like, oh, they're so different. Like this kid is playing a, a game on his iPad where he's painting. This one is playing like a video game. This one is, was, maybe he wasn't even, the other third one was, wasn't playing a video game. And so one of the kids uh, goes, I'm trying, like, the, the, he said it's so cute, it didn't really make sense. He said, the point of the game is to get to 800 points, but I already got to 800, but now I got to get to 1,000. I got to win 1,000. And I look up from my phone where I'm playing uh, video poker online like a degenerate. And I looked at the kid and I was like, I'm trying to get a thousand two, kid. Uh, no one laughed, obviously, because they didn't know what I was talking about. But the casting director did, because <laughs> he had already probably noticed that I was playing video poker on my phone. And this, this isn't just like a game. Like This is where I like embedding money online, because I'm a 70-year-old man, where just like having a drinking problem isn't enough. I've got to now, I, now I've decided to gamble. Um, and the casting director, he actually likes to gamble too, so then we started talking about that. And these, like, the room of Miss Universe girls just are kind of looking at me like, who is this, like, Irish broad? And uh, I felt even worse about myself. And so I go, so I eventually get the group explanation, and I go into the, uh, the audition room. So you go in there by yourself after the group explanation. And there's another person in that room. That's a guy that's, like, taking the... He takes the video that then gets sent to producers. And so he, he explains everything to me, and I was like, cool. Now, I was wearing this very pretty red dress that I love, but it shows a little bit of back fat. There's, like, a cutout in it. And I'm not saying, I'm like, I'm fat. I've just always kind of had back fat. You can't have boobs without back fat. And especially cutout type dresses, they really highlight the wrong area. You know, like if, if you had, if you had, I don't know, if you had a, like a, one of your body parts that was like the least flattering, like certainly don't wear a dress that just cuts out right in that area so you can see the fold over of the back fat. 
just in case someone wants to like stick a deck of cards under it. So I am wearing this dress, but I was like, you know what? It's so cute from the front. There's no way I'm going to have to turn around. Big deal, right? The casting director, in his instructions for me, tells me that part of it is to, because this is a commercial, so it's not really like talking, and it's a driving, it's like driving a car commercial, so that's mostly like they just want to see how pretty you can be while you drive a car. But for whatever reason, the first part of it was you had to pretend like you see a guy across the room at a bar, which was the camera, and like flirt to, to the camera and like, you know, give come hither stares, which I've never done that in a bar anyways. And I know I should be a better actor than this, and, and I'm not a bad actor, but it's, it's just awkward. You're like flirting with a camera. And so that was the first part of it. And I kept doing the same thing. I was just like giving this like dorky smile. He was like, can you do something else? And I was like, oh, what do sexy people do? So I like tried to like lick my lips. And I felt, I felt him just being like, oh, okay, she's going to need to stop now. And so the next part of it was you are supposed to walk towards camera, but walk like you're kind of like you're on a mission. And then turn around and walk back. And I was like, shit, I'm wearing the back fat dress. Oh, damn it never going to book this now. So I walk towards the camera. I turn. I'm clearly awkward when I'm walking back because I'm like trying to like have my hair pretty long. And I was like, oh, maybe if I like tilt my head back, it'll cover my back fat. Maybe I can just, you know, do something there. And so I finish that portion of it. And then the next portion is to pretend like you're getting into the car that you're driving, which is just sitting into a chair and making sure you enter from the right side, though, uh, the correct side, that is. So I get in the car, and he was like, oh, or I get in my fake car. Um, he was like, I forgot to ask you on camera. I need you to say that you, uh, are you, he's like, are you willing to dye your hair for this? We'll obviously dye it back, but are you willing to dye your hair? I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I said, I go, I was just like trying to make a joke. I was like, this isn't my natural hair color anyways. And he goes, I can tell. And I was like, okay, it's getting worse. So I finished the audition. I go into my car. Oh, I said one more awkward thing before I left because I can't just be normal and be like, thanks, thanks for the audition and walk out. Uh, I was like, how annoying is it to see girls have to like stare into a camera and make funny faces all day? And he was like, yeah, it's, uh, it's yep. And basically was just like, get out of the room, kid. And I was like, okay. And so I go and get back in my car. And uh, from that point forward, I realized I needed to get my roots fixed. And it was like, it drove me crazy for a week. I was like, casting director dude noticed. All right, so that's a side note of the hair. But then I started to realize, like, I, I don't speak to kids. This is going back to the kid thing, because I clearly was, like, trying to teach some kid to play video poker, uh, which is, I guess, inappropriate. And this is the audition. But I realized that I'm not, I don't speak to kids like they're kids. I, I talk to them like they're adults. And... I'm kind of like awkward around kids. And this was already in my head. And then probably five days later, uh, I'm at the Grove with Stassi and Brittany. Brittany's also on the show. She's a sweetheart. She dates Jax. And uh, Brittany needed to use the restroom. So she asked me to watch her dog while she ran to the restroom. And so she gives me the dog. The dog starts having a meltdown because she's leaving, which was adorable. But I was like, God, what's, I'm chopped liver, apparently. 
And Saucy goes, Rachel, you just don't know how to deal with dogs. She's like, I feel like you don't even know how to like hold them properly or interact with them. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I don't know. She's like, I just can't ever picture you like owning a dog. I was like, well, that's a bad sign. <laughs> We're really setting up for failure with me and kids then. And then I remember that I actually had babysat Kristen and Brittany's dogs at the same time. When I say babysat, I mean Kristen ran to 7-Eleven to get alcohol or something or move her car. I don't know. I don't know why those two things seemed the same to me. And I was alone with them for probably 20 minutes, not that long. I was so awkward. I was like, do I, do I talk to them? Like, I, I didn't know what to do with my hands. I was like, do I like, throw ball? Do I play ball with them? Do I, do I just let them be? Do I have to like stare at them the whole time? And I was like, I was so uncomfortable in my own skin that <laughs> I realized I might, I might be like out of touch. I mean, it's like my sister, my sister has two kids, my niece and nephew. They're adorable, but I never actually, I've never babysat them by myself. I mean, they're, a, they're not adults, but they're like older now. They're like nine and 11, I think. Oh, mom, I'm sorry. Or Talia, I'm sorry if you're hearing this and I forgot their age. I know their birthday's at the beginning of August. I think Bella's turning 11. I think Elias is turning nine. If I'm wrong, I'm sure you're not surprised. And so, yeah, I never, I never babysat them by myself. Granted, my sister does live in Tennessee, but they come to Palm Springs all the time. My parents have a house in Palm Springs. And that was subtle brag. Not really. Um, and so that we all are there all the time together, but no one's ever been like, Rachel, we're all going to run out and do this. Why don't you watch the kids? I think that they would rather just not do the thing that they want to do for fear of letting me watch kids by myself. Um, <laughs> I just feel like an asshole. Oh, I also... <laughs> I went, to, uh, I went to another audition, actually, uh, two days ago for this, like, talking head. So, you know how comedians uh, on, like, on shows, like, on VH1 do, like, I love the 80s, and then they just, like, they have little blurbs. I went in to do something like that, and I knew, I knew the guys from the production company that were, that were uh, making this show. Uh, they're friends of mine. We have, we have mutual friends. We were all in a wedding together for our friends who are older and you know, have good jobs and are married and have kids. And we were sitting there just kind of making small talk, and they were like, have you seen so-and-so lately? I was like, oh, you know, I don't see her as much. She's like one of my best friends. She was, prob she was my first friend in L.A. She legit, we moved into a, the apartments at the same time. Uh, literally one of my best friends. I was in her wedding. I've been to every baby event. Um, I was like, well, we don't hang out as much now that, that she's got the kids. And they were like, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, she's got two. I was like, yeah. Uh, Preston and, oh, oh, my God. And I like, couldn't think of her other kid's name. And I got so embarrassed. And they, but thankfully, neither could they. And we were like, we're garbage people. We are monsters. <laughs> and I'm sitting there being like, oh, it's, this girl's been my friend for eight years. Uh, this child has been alive for over a year now. And I was like, mm. It's Priscilla, I think. It's Priscilla. And one of them was like, oh, no, I think it's like Valentine. And I was like, Valentine's definitely wrong. Like, that's stupid. And I was like, it's, I think it's something close to Priscilla. So we will all get on our phones. We're trying to find a photo on, on Facebook or Instagram where she's like tagged the baby's name. Um, the baby's name ended up being Viviana. Uh, and they call her Vivi, which is an adorable name. So Valentine was way closer than Priscilla. I don't know where I got that. Some like Priscilla Presley reference. I don't know. But I, there's just more things are popping up that just make me feel like a garbage person. <laughs> and I mean, I will eventually, I think I will actually be a good mom. 
Let's be real. I don't think I'm going to be terrible. I mean, I take care of my my boyfriend's emotions. I don't know what I mean by that. But like, he's like, uh, he's he's super successful and has a has a good job um, as at an agency. But he's like, kind of like like mentally childlike. Um, and so I feel like I take care of him really good. But maybe it's because I'm mentally childlike. I don't know. I consider myself to be very mature. But uh, maybe it's just not, like, emotionally mature around children. Who knows? Let's see if I want to talk about anything else. Uh, I went to... Oh, I went to a comedy show last night. Uh, I, I performed later. It was at the improv. But I went earlier to... Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Second City, too. Uh, I think I mentioned that on another podcast. Second City is a, this sketch improv company... Um, it, it was very, it's, well, it is, it's very popular in Chicago. It's a huge deal in Chicago and a lot of, um, big SNL actors come out of it. That's where, uh, you know, that Chris Farley came out of there, Tina Fey. Oh, by the way, Chris Farley's brother, Kevin Par- Farley is going to be a guest on my podcast probably next week. Uh, he's in Nashville because he just booked a big show. Um, I don't know if it's aired yet. It's with Billy Ray Cyrus and it's a, it's a comedy on CMT, which, and it's really funny. I saw the trailer for it. But he's there attending the CMT Awards. Um, oh, also, stalker fact, I was like, I was like, Kevin, if you see Chris Stapleton, who's like my favorite country singer ever, uh, whom I plan to stalk one day and make him be my friend, I was like, please tell him hi for me and basically like make him our friend and move him out to L.A. to hang out with us. That's totally a side note. Anyway, so he's out there uh, uh, for the CMT Awards attending them but next week I would think he would be back and he's gonna be a guest I already asked him so that should be cool anyways so yeah lots of SNL people came out of uh Second City uh but they have one in Hollywood it's much smaller I wish I could go to the one in Chicago but as it turns out I don't live there uh it's much smaller and one of the guys in my Second City group uh he's so funny his name is Danny Lobel I think I'm saying his name right he said he had a stand-up show at the Improv. He produces the show, so that means he puts it on and puts the comics on it and stuff, and it's called The Bookshelf Show. And basically, there's a bookshelf behind the comedians on stage, and uh, they're sectioned off with categories. And there's a bucket next to uh, the microphone, and it has, like, the, it's like, you know, you pull out the, one of the categories, it's a surprise to you. So you have no idea what you're going to talk about. Because uh, normally stand-up is like a, you know, it's a prepared set. Unless you're like, just, you know, start improving and riffing with the audience and stuff. Hold on, I'm drinking water. Uh, so this is like totally off the cuff. So you go up on stage and grab a, grab a piece of paper out of the bucket, get your category, and then there's like four books to choose from in the category. You grab a book, and then the audience gets to yell out a page. So you open it up to whatever that page is. And you read, like, a couple sentences from it. And then that's supposed to spark some sort of story for you. And then you tell a story from your own life. It looked really fun. I haven't done it. I'm going to ask him if I can be on it because it sounds awesome and terrifying. But he was so funny. He told this story about, because his dad is, like, a political photographer. And, or maybe just a photographer in general. And when he was younger, uh, I think he was 18, he was his dad's photography assistant. And it was when he was trying to... It's when he first started doing stand-up or trying to. And his dad was photographing Hillary Clinton for something. And uh, Hillary Clinton's assistant, like, called her dad, 
like to go out and do something else really quick. Like he had to go take care of something. And so uh, uh, Danny was left just with Hillary. And I'm, I'm eventually going to have him on the podcast and I'll have him tell the story. I don't want to like ruin his story. But he said she was such a good politician in the sense of she laughed at everything he said. She asked him to do his stand-up for her because he couldn't figure out what to say. She was like, so what are you... You know, what, what's, up, what's up with you? Are you in college? He's like, well, I'm trying to be a comic. But she's like, I bet you're so good at it. Why don't you tell me some of your stuff? And for people that, that you know, never ask a stand-up comic to tell their jokes just, like, sitting around, it's so awkward. It is never, like, stand-up is meant to be on a stage in a dark room with a microphone. And people always do that. They do it in auditions, too. Cast directors would be like, oh, you're a comic. Tell me some of your jokes. She's like, this is not going to be as funny. Trust me. But Danny was saying that she, that Hillary was such a good politician that she laughed hysterically after every, like, terrible joke. He said he had, like, five minutes, no, three minutes of good material. And then the rest was terrible. It was, like, bits he was working out. And he said it took, it, w- it went on for 20 minutes. She kept being like, tell me more. And she would, because she didn't know what else to, t- to talk to him about. So he said she's sitting there, he said she's sitting there, like, fake laughing and clapping and throwing her head back. Which is just such a politician move. Um, why would I tell that story? Oh, I was just saying, because the show was so funny. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, I was on another show, and then I was watching another show. I was there for like six hours. Uh, comedies. Comedies, my life. And I, I watched uh, Brian Callen's set. Brian Callen uh, is in The Hangover and a bunch of... He was in Sex and the City. If you Google him, if you don't know his name off the cuff, if you Google him, you know exactly who he is. He has the most brilliant set lately that I have seen in such a long time. I, I, I encourage everyone to go out and see him wherever he's performing. I'm not going to ruin his set. But when I say, it's like, I've never seen anything like it. It is like, it's such an interesting like character he's putting on during it. It is so funny. Uh... And I'm, I'm friendly with him, too. And so, like, I keep, like, fanning out. And, like, you know, he's just trying to have, like, normal conversation. Like, so, what are your summer plans? I'm just like, you're awesome. He's like, all right, calm down. Um, uh, but I, when, I, when I watch people like him do stand-up, uh, it's kind of like the same feeling I got when I realized my, my new best friend, the workout instructor, was friends with Lady Gaga, I was like, God damn it, I'm never going to be good enough. I, it's, just, it's just a certain level of like comedy brilliance that I, I hope to attain one day. I, I don't know that I will. I'm going to be positive about it. Uh, but it's, I mean, you know, and Brian's been doing stand-up probably, I, mean, I don't know how old he is, but I'm going to guess at least 15 years older than me. So let's say he's probably been doing stand-up for... I don't know. Well, let's just say 15 years longer than me, but it's probably like 20 years longer than me. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe if I work at it, I'll get there. But it was just, it's, it's just so good. So I, I encourage people to go and watch him. I'm sure he tours and stuff if you don't live in L.A. But he's been doing a lot of sets in L.A. So if you do live in L.A., check out the Hollywood Improv's website because he's been there a lot. I'm sure he's at the Comedy Store too, but I feel like I've seen him more at the Improv. Uh, anyways, well, I'm going to end on that. Uh, yeah, just to sum it up, I'm a, I'm a creep. I'm a creep who can't babysit a dog. 
but I think, I think things are on the upswing. I will let you know how it goes uh, with stalking my new best friend. Uh, I am now headed to Glendale for my audition. I'm going to get there probably an hour early and go to this mall and eat sushi and drink sake by myself and probably upload this podcast. All right. Have a good Wednesday. You'll probably actually listen to this on Thursday. Have a good Thursday. All right. Oh, uh, follow me on the social media. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is Rachel. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. That's Rachel N. O'Brien. Also could be read as Rachel N'O'Brien. Thank you for everyone for making fun of me for that. And, oh, I also have a... I, I want to hear feedback from the podcast. Uh, when I do Stassi, she always gives her email at the end so people can, like, email her their thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, try not to hurt my feelings too much. I'm a little sensitive. Um, but, you know, just be honest. You can be honest with me. You can level with me. Uh, and so if you go to my website, I think there's, like, a contact form to fill out. But I also think there's just, like, I think, wait, let me just read the email. Someone made all this for me. I have a wonderful helper slash producer named Lauren French who is teaching me the ways of uh, electronics. You would think I was like 57. I don't know why I threw that number out, but like I don't know how to do things. I'm young. What am I? What is wrong with me? Um, so my my email to tell me all your thoughts is um, info at rachelobriancomedy.com. Again, that's spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L-O-B-R-I-E-N. Info at rachelobriancomedy.com. All right. Have a good day.